Okay. Hi. Hello. How are you? Uh, I have a confession. This is not the intended episode that I was going to release. I had an entirely different episode done and dusted for New Year's. It was all about New Year's resolutions and goals and all that fun stuff. I will still post it, but I feel like I need to get this episode out. That is my problem. I cannot put out shit that I'm just not passionate about. And it kind of annoys me. Because do you know how many more podcast episodes you would have right now if I just stuck to my original fucking idea whenever I made these? At least five more. That doesn't seem like a lot, but it is a lot in podcast world. So here we are. Here we are again. I've changed the plans once again, but it's because I think that this episode may actually change someone's life. And let me tell you, besties, being able to help somebody live a better life or learn something new about themselves that ends up being a major stepping stone in their progress towards fitness or their life excites me in the same way that Jeff Bezos gets horny for spaceships. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or you know what that means, I don't know how else to explain it to you. And I'm sorry, there is no other way. But I am going to jump into it right now. I'm going to save the tea for another day. I know y'all like the tea, but... This is going to be a heavy episode, so I think we just need to jump right into it, set the scene in a very real and raw way, and before I start, I'm going to put a big old trigger warning on this for multiple things, so if you are triggered by sexual assault, talk of trauma, abuse, addiction, death, eating disorders, basically anything that could potentially be triggering, please end your journey here because this episode is all about those things and how they affect your fitness journey. So I'm also going to state that I am not a doctor. I am not a licensed therapist. I am only a certified personal trainer who has spent the last nine years training, listening, and learning from my clients. Everything is thoroughly researched as well, but I always invite you to do your own research. If I am wrong on any of these points, that is totally fine. I understand that my perception and level of understanding about these topics may not be the same as a trained or licensed therapist. I am not claiming to be that in any way, shape, or form. I just think that this needs to be brought to light. And if there is any way that I can become more educated on these topics, either through your stories, your experience, or expertise, I humbly invite you to talk to me. You can DM me on Instagram. We can talk it out. Also, huge shout out all my clients that have told me their stories and allowed me to learn about them on such a deep and vulnerable level. You are the strongest and most incredible people that I know. Let me start by clearly and fully stating this. Trauma, PTSD, sexual assault, abuse, mental illness, and how you grew up including all those experiences directly affects your success with fitness. It affects your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, your eating habits, your movement patterns, habits, everything that has to deal with your body. When you're exercising and eating, you're subconsciously experiencing surges of chemicals and hormones that are released during those activities. Those surges can cause reactions in the neurotransmitters of the brain, which can be extremely beneficial to your health and quality of life. However, it can also be extremely triggering and even addicting for survivors as well as people that deal with high stress on a daily basis. There are so many topics to cover. Um, Damn, now I'm a little stressed. 
this is now I'm realizing why it took me so long to do this episode because it's a lot (laughs) it's okay we're fine we can do this we're we're gonna find this okay um so I'm gonna break it down into two two different categories we're just gonna start with fitness so we're gonna discuss um fitness uh exercise and movement and then we're gonna do nutrition and diet and how those things can be affected um by by uh all of these things so fitness let's go all right There are a few ways that past experiences can directly affect your success in fitness, movement, and exercising, even in general. People that have experiences with sexual assault, physical abuse, physical assault can often experience re-traumatization as well as PTSD episodes and panic attacks when they start to exercise, especially if they are new to working out and are trying to incorporate exercise into their routine for the very first time. So, meaning if you aren't used to working out if that's not like a normal part of your routine um before the trauma happens when you're just trying to start get getting into it when you're just starting to get into it it's it it can cause these types of reactions um and this can cause people to fucking hate exercise but it can also cause people to become addicted to exercise as well which might sound a little confusing um it's like come on pick one but The reason why it would be one versus the other can actually correlate to the type of trauma. So whatever happened and even down to how uh, it happened, like the fine details of everything, what age you were, where it happened, like all the very specific details of the entire experience. And this is why I said the trigger warning. Um, So if you're not ready to think about this, please, I like don't want this to be a negative experience for you at all. I cannot stress that enough, besties. I'm not trying to yeet you down a dark hole here. So (laughs) the reason why exercising would be triggering and feel like something very negative is because some of the chemicals and hormones that are released as a byproduct of heart rate elevation are the same chemicals that are released during that fight or flight mode um, or even freeze mode, which is how the body protects itself during a traumatic event. So there are two parts of uh, the brain. I mean, there's many parts of the brain that are effective, but the two main ones that we're going to be talking about are the amygdala and the hippocampus. The amygdala, after the trauma of sexual abuse, um, this mass located deep inside of your brain becomes overstimulated and associates the traumatic experience with very specific emotions. Okay, so it attaches those emotions with that trauma Um, and it can actually falsely identify harmless situations and individuals as threats due to this kind of hypervigilance and overstimulation so your brain is kind of connecting those feelings and causing you to react in a very similar way even though the even though this new experience may be completely harmless okay Now, in the hippocampus, this part of the brain becomes less active, um, typically after trauma, um, because stress hormones kill its cells, um, and they also weaken its ability to um, consolidate memories, so your memory will be uh, affected, and it inhibits its ability to understand that the violent event that happened or the traumatic event that happened is in the past and no longer an immediate threat. Now, if you have listened to my previous podcast episode, Movement for Mental Health, I put this out like two years ago, <laughs> but I talk about the hippocampus and how that part of the brain is the is 
responsible for depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and actually how exercise can physically strengthen and regrow that part of your brain, which is so fucking cool to me. Anyways, you can be triggered by exercise because your body is reacting to that stimulation and chemical releases the same way it reacted during the traumatic event. Your brain will have a hard time telling the difference between a harmful situation and a harmless situation, such as physical exercise. Even though physical exercise can feel like a fucking personal attack sometimes, it's really not. Now, on the other side of things, these kind of traumatic events can cause a type of exercise addiction. And I'm going to use this example uh, and bear with me. Typically, when somebody experiences uh, sexual assault, the aftermath can result in a survivor becoming hyposexual or hypersexual. Uh, when you become hypersexual, that just means that your sexual behavior becomes very compulsive and it can actually turn into something very unhealthy and negatively affect your life. Your body and your brain are actually trying to put you in the same position, but in a way that you are in control of. When your body and brain go through a traumatic event such as sexual assault, the chemical and hormonal release is so heightened it can cause a type of imprinting, which your body will actively try to feel again. I know, I know. Please stick with me here. Obviously, nobody wants anything um, like that to ever happen to them um, again or even in the first place. But literally, your brain and your body will actively try to to reach that same kind of chemical surge and release again and it will try to recreate the situation or get close to it via hypersexuality in this example maybe it is having sex with a stranger or someone you just met or or having many like partners like one after the other just like in a way you know I'm all for you know do whatever the fuck you want but like like when it gets to a point where it is really un- unhealthy and it actually becomes a form of self-harm, um, you are getting that same kind of chemical reaction, but in a way that you feel more in control of. Your body is constantly trying to feel in control of what happened to you because you were not control in that moment. You will constantly and subconsciously try to rewrite that story And your brain will have a hard time differentiating that and letting go of it. It's almost, it's almost in the same way as if you like, you know, you have a pimple and like, you just can't leave it alone. It's like that same kind of impulse in the brain where it's just like, I can't leave this alone. I can't leave this alone. I can't leave this alone. And without proper therapy, that could lead to a lot of very unfavorable things. Now, because exercise can release a very similar chemical and hormonal response what do you think your body's trying to do if you're becoming addicted to exercise bingo you are trying to reach that same response in a controlled way through exercise so just as exercise can be triggering because it reminds you of that traumatic event It can also be addicting for the same reason because your brain can actually really struggle with differentiating and you're just constantly trying to reach that level of control that you have over your mind and body. All right. Okay. Mind blown, right? Now, another aspect to this is the fact that many people who have been through physical trauma tend to disassociate and become very detached from their body. 
fitness and movement is a very personal thing, but I don't think you understand how personal it really is until you're kind of put in some some situation like this. This can even relate to you if you grew up feeling shame or guilt around your body. Maybe you were overweight as a child or struggled with other insecurities about your body or who you were. If those feelings of shame, embarrassment, guilt, or negativity are strong and consistent and happen for a long enough time, that can cause you to become really disconnected and even want to feel very disconnected from your body, which can totally destroy your relationship with food, exercise, and your sense of self and self-esteem. It's not the right way to do things. Trust me, I've, I've done the extreme fitness thing, the body dysmorphia thing, the binge eating thing the eating disorder thing like it sucks and I know I say this every time but people always bash me for being a trainer that doesn't look super fit but like my goal is to work out and eat like a normal person who gives a fuck about their health I've done all that shit before the abs the muscles the low body fat percentage like I just enjoy kind of hovering around my like body goal sometimes kicking it up a notch and sometimes just staying consistent with what I can handle at the moment. That's my goal. My goal is to just like work out and eat and live like a normal person who like feels good. It, like this extreme ideal of fitness is just so tiring sometimes. <laughs> um, but so so that's your new goal. All right. Your new goal is to have fitness be a part of your lifestyle in a normal-ass way. Fuck the before and afters. Fuck the visual goals. Like, make it your only goal to work out three to five times per week. And that's it. Get stronger, better, faster, and just stay consistent. You are going to be clotheslined if you jump into some intense routine because you want to change your body. Maybe not immediately, but if you go into your fitness journey with poor intentions, like, it's not going to be a good time. Okay. So, number one, be very, very clear about your goals and the reasons behind it and get unconventional about it. Okay, one of the most interesting things about training and getting people to work out is teaching my clients to set their goals in the most fucking unhinged way possible. We can work out so that we feel good in a bathing suit. All right. Yes. Okay. That is a big part of life. However, that shit is not going to work for you. Okay. If you've been trying to work out or if you've been struggling to it, like that kind of thing is just not going to motivate you enough. It really isn't. Like think of how insignificant, like when you go to a beach and you just like see another person in a bikini on a beach. So say it's like they're like, your body goals like you like want to look like this person like they're the epitome of beauty and health and fitness and like all this shit like you see them at the beach and then like you just see them and then you like move on with your life like what what does that do for you (laughs) like what what does that do you know even if that person was you like that's it like you just look like you just look good in a bathing suit I don't know. It's just, it's a weird concept. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not trying to bash anybody's goals or, or anything like that. I just, sometimes I just feel like fitness goals can become so superficial and just, like, 
it just like that's just like scratching the surface you know what I mean like like you can look good in a bathing suit and not be confident you know what I mean like all this shit goes like so much deeper so so yeah that is a big part of your life feeling good in a bathing suit great however what if you started working out because one day you find out that you are the only daughter and heiress to a space empire and have to lead an army because your space dad that you never knew about was captured. <laughs> oh my god, okay, that was that was a bad example, but hopefully you understand what I mean by giving yourself and your body a higher purpose, even if you have to fucking make it up. Like, think of the female superheroes and I'm gonna say Wonder Woman because for whatever reason when that movie dropped with Gal Gadot in it a couple years ago it was life-changing of course she had a socially acceptable body type but what was actually showcased was how strong and relentless she was and I loved that there's this scene where all these like Amazonian women are practicing for battle and that was like a turning point for me. I know it sounds really dumb, but I was like, damn, these bitches are powerful. They're strong. And like, you can't honestly tell me a woman like that is worried about what she looks like in a fucking bikini. So when I talk about building confidence in your body, it's not the way that it's like, okay, yeah, it is more socially acceptable to look like this. Therefore, I have confidence. It's more of damn, I feel so strong and capable right now. If I wanted to hike this mountain, I could. If I wanted to carry my friend out the bar if she has too many drinks, I could. And let me tell you, that is a real life situation. I have carried many of my friends. I carried one of my friends for like a mile out of a stadium before. Just because I could. I ran. I was running. I was running. But I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't work out, <laughs> if I wasn't strong enough. And like being strong and being athletic is awesome. It is so empowering. So you kind of have to think about like in order for you to feel really confident, capable, and strong, like what is that going to take versus like trying to work towards some kind of visual socially acceptable goal and especially with I mean I feel with survivors of sexual assault like the last thing you want to do is feel sexualized for some people the last thing you want to do like I said it can go either way hyposexuality or hyper whereas like you kind of you might overdo it like you might be like kind of looking for that to regain your control fine or it might be the opposite like the last thing you want to do is be sexualized <laughs> so you're like you working hard to get your body into a bikini is like mm, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it like you're that's not inspiring to you so like be unconventional about it be <laughs> unhinged about it like think about if you were a kid and all the things that you wanted to do and be able to accomplish like you wanted to be on the monkey bars like you wanted to be able to do a pull-up so you could get to the higher part of the playground or you wanted to be able to run faster than the boys like that was always my goal like do you th do you know how much time I spent as a kid just like chasing boys around because I was 
I like knew I could be faster than them. Like I would just run out onto the field. I was a weird fucking kid. Like, don't get me wrong. But like, I, I guarantee you, like I, there's a handful of people that I know that I could literally reach out to and be like, Hey, like, remember I used to fucking chase you around on the soccer fields because like, I thought it was funny. (laughs) <laughs> and they'll be like, yeah, I definitely remember that. Like, I think it's such a weird time for me. But, like, I just wanted – I don't know. Like, I just – that's just what I did. I don't know why. <laughs> wow, core memory unlocked. Ugh, so weird. I wasn't chasing them in, like, a cool way either, though. Like, it's, like, because I was trying to scare them. Like, they were afraid of me. And I, like, just – I, like, really wanted them to be afraid of me. So, like, I would just – I would chase them in, like – it wasn't, like, a cute way. I hope you understand that. Like, I've just been apparently hating men for as long as I could remember. So, I don't know. I just, I chased them around. Like, I just thought it was fun. (laughs) So, anyways. um, (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Number two. Set your intentions for every workout. Think of exercise as a ritual that you do to try to reconnect with your body versus just a routine or something that you're doing to get you from point a to point b this is a discussion i actually had recently with one of my clients shout out boo boo for the great conversation i know you're listening but she was struggling to stay in a routine because she was really just thinking about exercise in that surface level generic way which really isn't enough for most people and especially for people who have trauma like okay yeah working out it's gonna make me hot it's gonna be good for me and my health and all those positive benefits but come on that's boring boo throwing tomatoes let's turn a workout into a type of meditation instead of just a workout or like I was saying before set a goal that is going to make it fun act like a kid again just living in your imagination set an intention at the beginning of a workout for example my intention is to either reconnect with my body. If that's too much for you, fine. My intention is to use this movement to build energy within myself. Or my intention is to become stronger. Or my intention is just to clear my fucking head. Make your workout something that brings you peace or something that makes you feel alive and invigorated and strong as fuck. Whatever you choose that day. But, like, but be creative. Thinking about working out as a way to just mold your body into something different is so redundant after a while. I will say for myself, I, I don't have trauma that I had to work through like this. But after exercising for so many years and the stuff that I've been through with it, the body goals get boring. And I know that sounds so weird and so, like, (laughs) anti-fitness culture, but they just do. And that's okay. And it's okay to put that aside, especially while you're getting used to your new habits and rituals that you want to invest your time in. Like, the body goals can wait, okay like literally just focus on doing a couple of things at a time and then progressing slowly on top of that okay three if you are experiencing ptsd while exercising slow down a lot of times an elevated heart rate can trigger anxiety panic attacks because you're releasing those chemicals start very very slowly maybe you want to pick up running great 
let's try walking. Okay, you want to start a, a, a gym routine? Okay, great. But let's just start by doing two exercises every time you go to the gym. Or maybe just going into the gym and hopping on a treadmill with being around other people is also kind of triggering to you. And give yourself time. You might have to do that for almost an entire year before you start increasing and progressing with physical activity, and that is okay. A big part of why people fail this over and over and over again, despite whether they have trauma or not, is because y'all are only giving yourself like three months to fix years of mental crucifixion and trying to whip yourself into being the fittest you've ever fucking been in your life because you think that if you change what's going on on the outside and you're controlling that, you can actually move on from what happened and you can let go of maybe who you used to be. You might still be trying desperately trying to get away from your old body but please 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 understand that you only have this one body and the longer that you stay at war with it the longer it's going to take you to do anything positive with fitness and within your body you reinvent yourself every day through the actions that you take now what you did yesterday or what happened yesterday is no longer in your control give yourself the right tools hire professionals to help you through therapy or a fitness trainer that can guide you through the process and give yourself as long as it fucking takes and just keep repeating that to yourself it takes as long as it takes it doesn't matter if you see lucy lose 60 pounds in six months it doesn't matter it takes as long as it takes and you will get there your relationship with your life your body your mental health is way more important than just trying to look as hot as possible as fast as possible trust me I would rather it take three years on a slow and steady process than watch you go back and forth being constantly at war with your body and not actually being able to work through it all right Let's get into the nutrition aspect of it because this one is also pretty wild if you are dealing with the same things. It's fairly similar to the fitness aspects of things because what happens when we eat? Our body sends a bunch of chemicals, it sends a bunch of signals, hormones, very similar to the ones that can be triggered as a positive part of exercise. Many eating disorders arise from the need to feel in control of your environment through restriction and having control of your body. On the other hand, binging can be understood as a response to trauma in another way as well. It can serve as a protective mechanism, which is also a common case of sexual assault where the survivors, um, or sexual and physical assault, where survivors can subconsciously begin to build a wall of flesh to protect themselves. Also, the chemical processes that happens when consuming food in that level can recreate some of those stress hormones that would have been released during the traumatic event or situation. So again, your body is subconsciously always trying to re regain that control of the situation. Eating is the one thing that you have the most control over and your body fitness as well. No one can make you eat. No one can make you stop eating unless you're medically assisted and your rights have been removed in that aspect same thing with fitness no one can make you do fitness 
no one can prevent you from doing fitness. Now, have you ever seen the show on TLC? Um, I think it's called My 600 Pound Life. I think there's a couple of different types, but I think that's the original one. Well, it follows around morbidly obese people on their journey to lose weight um, and get gastric bypass surgery from this like little weird doctor who was in Texas. Every single time without fail, there is a reason as to why this person has gone so far to the point where it's life-threatening. It's a mental disorder, and that's something you have to understand about any eating disorders. And typically, it's caused by some sort of trauma or a loss without the right kind of mental care afterwards, which you have to understand is not always their fault. It's It's not really anybody's fault, and I've said it before, and I will say it again, American healthcare system is trash um getting proper therapy and seeking care for traumatic events getting proper therapy and seeking care for traumatic events is rarely encouraged when in reality it would solve and prevent so many health disorders and deaths nutritionally if you are struggling with an eating disorder of any kind no you don't have to look like you have an eating disorder to have one Okay, let me just get that straight. Okay, I can look exactly how I do right now and have a raging and life-threatening eating disorder and no one would ever know. If you feel like you have struggled with binge eating disorder, I want you to think think back to when this kind of thing started happening. And binge eating disorder I have spoken about quite frequently as well. It's something that I did struggle with. Um, mine was more of a result of that, like, loss of control through when I was restricting as well. So, typically, when you're restricting food, your body will tend to force you into, like, binge eating habits and, and cycles as well. So, they can kind of go back and forth. Mine was caused from me, like, over-restricting my body. I mean, me over-restricting my food and, like, having that eating disorder was definitely caused from some other shit as well for sure um but the binge eating cycle can actually happen because of you actually getting into a diet or getting into fitness and things like that so so there's a couple of different avenues like there's definitely a spectrum for everything um I'm not discrediting that at all but I want you to think back to who you were, how old you were, what started happening, and like kind of like trace back the the events that happened, um, if anything did happen, or just try to think about like where you were. Like maybe it wasn't even trauma, but maybe the environment you grew up, maybe it was unstable and inconsistent. Food would have been your outlet to control some part of your life. And maybe it could be a grief or a coping mechanism. It, it could be any sort of thing. So there's so many different avenues, like I said, that it could go down. And it's, it's all on a spectrum. But here's the biggest lesson that I've learned as a personal trainer who deals with behavior change on a daily basis. People don't do things for no reason. Yes, we are all wired differently, and it may be hard to comprehend why other people do what they do, but you will never know as much as or think the same way that another person does about their life and their own experiences. Like, you will never experience that. No two people will ever have the same experience. There are a lot of things that we all experience. There's many unoriginal experiences, but in that particular way, like how how their life is curated and all the little events and things that happen – 
is is going to be different. So I believe in human error and making mistakes, but it's almost like a butterfly effect where something so small and seemingly insignificant could happen in your life. It could be an experience and it can totally change how you think and feel about other situations subconsciously and when you're trying to exercise and ultimately control your food habits and overall lifestyle those things are going to come out and sometimes in very very weird ways and another thing sorry just hear me out but I think this needs to be said hanging on to the stigma of trauma in any form is not going to be helpful and I'm sorry I might dance around this because I really don't want to offend or hurt anybody by saying this or saying something insensitive besties you know that is not my goal but I have adopted this neutrality outlook on life and it's helped me release like a lot of stigmas about how I felt about myself how like my body was how I ate food like how how I just lived like it's really really helped me with that so and there are a lot of stigmas and a lot of like shame and guilt and like all this shit that can revolve around traumatic events for a person um and you have to try to almost like retrain yourself to think about those things in a very different way and it doesn't you don't I mean, the opposite of, you know, something bad happening is like, okay, like, what's good about it? Like, did I learn something? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, sometimes it doesn't always matter. You just have to think about things very, very neutrally. So I've adopted this neutrality outlook on life. And it started only about a year ago. I've, I've really only just started doing this. And I think when body neutrality was brought to my attention, and I actually tried incorporating it in and many other avenues of my life it it smoothed out so much for me like if you don't know what it is um it's just retraining your brain to think that your body is neutral so it's not good it's not bad it just is what it is and my fitness journey will determine what happens with it and when I feel good and when I feel my best that's when I've reached my goal so I'll tell you now for me personally it will only take me a week to get me to my goal because of what my goal is because I don't have a body goal I have a habit goal I feel my absolute fucking best when I've worked out five times during the week ate most if not all of my meals from home I meal prepped I didn't consume alcohol or caffeine and I got to bed early like if I do that for a whole seven days I feel fucking fantastic and that is my goal So it really does only take me seven days to get to my goal because it's not a body goal. Can I bring my visual goals into the picture sometimes? Yeah. And that would maybe switch up what exercises I'm doing or maybe add in some food or take some food away depending if I need a surplus or or deficit to reach that goal. But either way, it's about sticking to the routine that makes me feel my best. Now, I use neutrality in a lot of other areas, so I try not to think about past situations as necessarily good or bad. I can look back and recognize the things that didn't make me feel good um, and understand that I don't want to go through those things again, even if I, if I even have control over that, and recognize what did make me feel good or something that I did learn about myself or a situation. But overall, just practicing feeling really neutral about the entire experience And ultimately just moving on, not just being like, oh, that shit was like so bad. Like I feel so guilty or like ashamed that I did that. I feel so stupid for fucking dating that dude for so long and shit. Like trust me, I think about that shit all the time. But I'm just like forcing myself to be like, hey, like 
it doesn't matter. It's over. It's not a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing either. You've moved on. You've learned a lot. Like, we are here now. I think life happens in waves, personally. I think each wave comes every two to three years. And when that wave passes, it's over. Sometimes it's a big fucking traumatic wave. And you have every right to feel how you feel about it and give yourself time and care to heal from that. But guess what? Like, even by doing that, you're on a different wave. Like, simply by living your life after trauma is you living on a different wave. Maybe that trauma sent you to a grippy socks vacation. That's still a new wave. A different wave than you were on before. Because that's all it is. It's not a good thing nor a bad thing. It's just a new wave. As long as you are still alive, those waves will keep coming. Okay? There's always going to be new waves. There's always going to be new phases of your life that just, like, keep rolling in, keep rolling in. You deal with them the best that you can in that situation. And then a new wave comes and you ride that wave. And things are just a little bit different. So you are not your trauma. You only have one body and one brain. And life is all about just figuring that shit out and creating a life and a space that feels like home to you. And sometimes our own body does not feel like home to us. And it fucking sucks. But that doesn't mean it will never feel like that for us. And we just need to give ourselves the time and the care and the attention and the appreciation for who we are and just take things really slow. It's not always going to feel great. And that's okay. But the only things you can do is slowly learn and heal one step at a time. And remember, with fitness, it doesn't matter what works and what doesn't. What matters is what works for you. Okay? Technically, any fitness program will work. Okay? But it might not work for you because of who you are, because of your body type, because of everything. That's literally why I customize everything I fucking do for my clients. And maybe you need help and guidance from a therapist or a trainer that's educated in this kind of stuff as well. And that's okay. It's okay to not be able to do this on your own. I couldn't do it on my own. I did it so fucking wrong in the beginning that I decided to go get certified for it because I know what it feels like to be at war with my body in my own way. And I don't want anybody to ever feel like that going through their fitness journey. Um, I hope all of this made sense to you guys. And I really hope it helps you in some way I will circle back to these topics in the future and you guys are more than welcome to dm me about anything else you think would be helpful to discuss again I'm not a therapist everything I have learned is through experience with clients and my own research but as long as you can take even a nugget of advice for this and it might help you in some way I'm gonna be so psyched sometimes I get nervous about posting conversations like this because I never want to step outside of my scope as a trainer um, which is why I will never claim to be anything that I'm not. I'm just a trainer who listens really hard to her clients and cares even harder. Um, if it doesn't apply to you or relate to you, that's okay too, but at least maybe it will give you some other things to think about on your own journey. I will have these conversations with you guys because it is all about learning. I'm constantly learning and growing, and I want you guys to be open to everything and all avenues because you never know what will work for you unless you try it. So... I hope this helps. I hope you learned a little bit. 
and I love you all so, so, so much. I'm going to call it here um, because, as you can tell, my voice is getting very tired. I'm still, like, getting over being a little bit sick. Um, so I've had to edit at least, like, 300 coughs out of this as well. You guys won't hear it, but I'm, like, really not looking forward to doing it right now. Um, but, yes, I have to edit out a bunch of coughs in this. Um, my voice is kind of slowly dying. So I'm going to call it here. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in today. Um, please, if you want me to maybe try to elaborate on this even further, I can do so. Um, DM me if you have any questions or need to talk about anything. And I love you all so, so much. I know I keep saying that, but I just love you guys so much. Ooh. I'm going to go. Bye.